0: not embarrassing was it that welcome and that that Hannah telling waxing lyrical about me I'm sure not all of it is true. (laughs) Um, I want to speak today about um, being a blessing or receiving a blessing so that we can be a blessing. Uh, At Christmas one of the Christmas presents I received was a mug and it's got the word blessed on it, Emma and Josh bought it for me, and then it's got the name of my seven grandkids underneath, four of whom are here today, three of whom are at Soul City Church in Stockport. And I got that mug this morning with a cup of tea in it from Frank. Frank didn't know I was going to be speaking about blessings. I, don't, I got to the stage now where I don't discuss any of my messages with Frank because he just gave me too much advice. <laughs> and he knows his Bible a lot better than I do. But he prophetically brought me that mug and it had the word blessed on it. And I just thought, how great is God that he's reminding me about blessings. And I want to speak about blessings and um, blessing something... Um, is when you speak, uh, when God speaks to you at his favour and his love and he he tells you what he thinks about you. Uh, I don't know whether you realise that God thinks you're amazing by the way even if you don't have any reference points to God, God just thinks you're awesome, (laughs) he's made you and he's created you, and he thinks you're fantastic. Even on the good days, obviously, he loves you, but on the bad days, when we mess up, he also loves you. And we are blessed by God so that we can be a blessing. So today, I want to just release three things about being a blessing, which I got woken up in the middle of the night on Thursday. I was really struggling to kind of structure the message, and I just woke up with one, two, three, and I thought, that'll do, because that's come from God, and, and he knows his Bible better than I do, like Frank. So, blessed to be a blessing. We've been studying the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and we've been talking about the life of of Joseph. It's just a fascinating story, isn't it? It's an amazing story. Lots of things happen to Joseph. He spends a short time in prison. His brothers try and kill him. Um, He then has dreams and the gift of interpreting dreams, and he ends up as the prime minister of Egypt. Uh, so, so if you're in a prison right now, like if you're feeling like you're in a prison, um, that message that Robert's just shared with us about possibly losing a job, uh, pink, things going on in your family, ill health, questions that you've got, feeling mental health, feeling not too good about your life and you feel like you're, in, you know, you're enslaved and you're in uh, like a prison, the good news is Jesus come to set us free from that. Yeah. He, he wants to bring you a blessing today. He's not, we've got no bad news today. We've got good news today for everybody in the house, especially my little granddaughter, Marley Rose, who's sitting looking at me. How cute is that? I'm just going to get so excited. And, and, and every opportunity, whether the, whether the parents know this or not, my, my kids might not know this, but when they're in my house... I pray blessing on those little lambs. I, I, I pray for them and I pray a blessing on them because I just want them to have a good life. Grandkids are the reward you receive for not killing your own kids. I see a lot of parents nodding. There's times where your kids have driven you mad they've argued with you they've not done what they told they've kept you up at night but you get the reward stick with it you get grandkids eventually or some of us some of us do or we might have adoptive grandkids but we're all going to get blessed so it's amazing to be received this blessing so here's Jacob at the end of his life and there's something here about finishing well we 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 have a momentary beginning, we, we, we our beginnings are very quick, but, we, but finishing well is a lifelong thing. And it's important what we do toward the end of our lives, and the older I get, and those of us who are a bit older in the room, probably think more about you're at the end of your life than those of you who are younger, where you don't really, you feel like you've got a lot of time. We don't know how much time we've got, actually, but you feel like you've got a lot of time. So here's Jacob approaching 147 years old. People used to live a bit longer in those days. And he's had this up and down type of life. And I love the fact that the Bible doesn't gloss over uh, sin and stuff that goes wrong and wrong choices that people make. It doesn't. It records it warts and all, it tells us the mess, it tells us the stuff that they do, um, the, the Bible characters do. And I love that because that helps me, because when I mess up, which is a lot, I look at the people that are commended in Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of faith, and I think, hang on a minute, they didn't live a glorious happy clappy life they had stuff that went wrong they didn't they made wrong choices and here they are being recorded in Hebrews and Jacob is actually for all his exploits is actually remembered for the last things that he does in his life approaching 147 years old Hebrews eleven twenty one 21 tells us this. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons, that's his grandkids, and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. You can just picture it, can't you? Beginning well is a momentary thing. Finishing well is a lifelong thing. And here he is finishing well. So I want to read to us for a little bit from um, Genesis 48 and then from Genesis 49. And these are the blessings that he prays over his grandkids. You could adopt these, if any of you have got grandkids. And if you're parents, these are the blessings that you can pray over your children. Sometime later, Genesis 48, Joseph was told, your father is ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Anyone called Manasseh and Ephraim this morning? No, maybe not. Um, And Ephraim, along with him, when Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel, so Jacob is sometimes called Israel, just to confuse us, rallied his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob said to Joseph, Almighty God appeared to me in Luz, in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me, and he said to me, I'm going to make you fruitful, I feel a bit like that, and increase your numbers. Hopefully not. I will make you a community of peoples and I will give you this land as an everlasting possession for your descendants after you. Now then, your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Manasseh will be mine just as Reuben and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after that will be yours. In the territory they inherit they will be reckoned under "'their names of their brothers. "'Then Israel, Jacob, said, "'Bring them to me so that I can bless them.'" So he's now going to bless his two grandchildren, sons of Joseph. Now Israel's eyes were failing because of old age and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his sons close to him and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, "'I never expected to see your face again "'and now God has allowed me to see your children too.'" Then Joseph removed them from Israel's knees and bowed down his face to the ground and Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand and Manasseh on the left towards Israel's right hand and brought them close to him but Israel reached out his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head though he was the younger crossing his arms, put the left hand on Manasseh's head, even though Manasseh was the firstborn. So he swapped the blessings around. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the Lord God, before whom my fathers and Abraham and Isaac walked faithfully, and the God who has been my shepherd all my life, may they be called by my name, and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and may they increase on the earth. That's the fruitfulness. So the first blessing that I want to speak to you about is the unexpected blessing. How good is it when you're going about your daily life and you feel like all stuff is rubbish on certain days and you receive an unexpected blessing? Maybe a promotion Maybe that's for somebody today. Maybe an inheritance. Maybe you come into some money that you thought you'd lost. Maybe you receive a healing of you know, feeling unwell. But there's lots of different ways that we're unexpectedly blessed. And this is an unexpected blessing that happens in the Bible. Because here is Jacob now adopting his two grandkids. Quite a shock For Joseph, and he says to him, "Look, all the other kids that you have after this are going to be yours, but these two are mine. They've been brought up in Egypt. Remember that they've got Egyptian mother. They're probably in their teenage years by now, and they are being probably groomed to be um, uh, influential people, wealthy people, because Joseph is prime minister. There's a lot of power." And these two sons have got their lives mapped out for them. And now unexpectedly, here is Jacob, the granddad, saying, these two are going to be Israelites. They're going to be shepherds. They're going to inherit land. They're going to have my promised blessing. The blessing that was on Abraham is now going to be on them. How amazing is that? There's an unexpected blessing. And then Jacob has a little bit, his eyes are failing. It's a bit like, he should have gone to Specsavers moment, and you don't see very well, and he, cro- he appears to cross his hands, and he appears and blesses the younger one first. Now, you, you might not be particularly shocked about that. Matt was preaching recently and talking about who is the eldest child in their family? Just give us a wave. And people watching on Facebook, give me a wave. I can't see you, but give me a wave. Who is the middle child? Youngest, right, I'm an eldest child. Eldest children sometimes moan about having more responsibilities placed on them. It's always their fault. They have to look after their siblings. Uh, But also maybe there's a blessing in being an older child as well. But here is Jacob mixing things up. And what we really need to know is that it's not a big deal if you're a young child, middle child, or oldest child in our culture. But in ancient times, it's a huge, huge deal because the the eldest son, and forget the daughters, the eldest son inherited a double portion. The eldest son was more blessed than all the others because he's the one that's going to carry the family name. Um, in, in Israel, that the, the, the unmarried women are looked after by the generosity of the elder son who inherits a double portion. How radically, how radically transformational this actually is, that way back in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible in a primitive culture compared to today, Jacob is led by the Spirit to cross his arms and bless the younger one first. This is prophetic of the blessing is going to be available to all. So this is the reason why we're seated, seated here today blessed above anybody else because God does unexpected things. Expect God to do the unexpected. You see, the old culture was tied to the eldest child receiving the double blessing birthright, but God isn't tied to it. God isn't tied to it because he already knows that we're heading to the cross, that we're heading to a time where Jesus Christ pays for our sins on the cross so that everyone might have a relationship with him, everybody that wants to. That's Gentiles as well as Jews, that the blessing is no longer confined just to those few eldest child, people with the most privilege, where they get the double portion, inherit more, and they can do what they like with that money. These are unexpected blessings now breaking in. What unexpected blessing has God got for you today? You see, by the time we get toward the end of the Old Testament, We've got the prophet Joel in Joel 2.28 saying, and in the last days, which we're in now, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. I'm going to really mess with your heads now. I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions. We know that. But guess what? Even on my servants, both men and women, both male and female, I'm going to pour out my spirit. So now the floodgates are opened and we can all come in. And we can also, and you know, as, as a young person, somebody might have spoken a negative word over you. As a, as a young person at school, my teachers said, I was rubbish and I, they had good reason to say it. I, I didn't concentrate in class. I wasn't going to pass any of my exams. That I wasn't going to amount to anything in life. I was too distracted by... Boys, you know, boy, well, boys, yeah, let's be honest, it was boys. I, 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 was, I wasn't doing, we you know in geography, I wasn't doing geography. In maths, I wasn't doing maths. In English. I wasn't doing English. I was actually studying the people at opposite side of the class to myself. So, you know, my teachers, you're not going to do anything, Deborah. And actually, that got to me because I'm a stubborn kind of person. So after finishing school and not having many qualifications, I decided to go to college and then decided to go to university and train to be a teacher. So I thought, no, I'm going to go back to the school one day and go, no, to my teachers. Probably not. That's not very graceful. But you know what? You could, You can feel like you've been left out today because you're the youngest, middle, oldest or because of circumstances. You can feel like you've disqualified yourself from the blessings of God, but you haven't. The unexpected blessings. Expect to be blessed. Expect to receive something from God. So they're going to they're get this, they're all going to get this double inheritance. You're all going to get it. Nobody is excluded from the blessings. And then we've got a second type of blessing that I can see in this passage, and it's called the over-the-wall blessing. The over-the-wall blessing which is spoken of over uh, Joseph. And I've just got to find it because it's completely gone out of my notes. I think I might have deleted it in my... In my here we are. You can, you, you've got the over-the-wall blessing. Right, can somebody quickly find me? Let me go to my notes down at the bottom. Um, Sorry about this. Pray. Because I was in a flow there. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Do you know, I'm not blessed with logic. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring whose branches climb over a wall. How good is that? So Joseph, who'd been threatened and, uh, to, be, to be destroyed by his brothers, thrown into a pit, ended up in slavery in Egypt, ended up in prison. He's described the blessing that Jacob prays over Joseph is you're gonna be a fruitful vine, you're gonna go over the wall. He's already gone over the wall into Egypt and because of what Joseph has done, in those years, because he sees prophetically there's going to be seven years of famine followed by seven years, sorry, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine, he, um, he, has, the, he has the understanding and the wisdom to, to get them to store up the food, uh, to, to keep the food for when the famine is going to come otherwise all of the people would have died. How amazing is that? That he's taken the blessings of Israel into over the wall into Egypt. And we have got uh, an opportunity as, as church, as Christians, to go over the wall with the blessing. To so the people that are not included. To so the people that have been excluded. To the people outside of the church, I'm not talking about inside the church, I'm talking about over the wall out there in the church. And many of you are doing it through your workplace, through opportunities. Last week, Ivy Didsbury went out into the community and did some litter picking, blessed people, encouraged people, did something good for the community. It's an over-the-wall blessing And we've had some opportunities in rock in the last few weeks which have been over-the-wall type blessings. So we did a rock conversation in a place called Tavistock and there's a slide coming up on the screen and you might think I've lost the plot when I'm putting up a Weatherspoon slide <laughs> in church and this isn't about state night on a Tuesday um, which we, we often go to. Um, this is their national magazine that went through every door in the, in, the, in the areas where Weatherspoon's pubs are which is basically every area and lo and behold we find an article about rock in the Wetherspoons magazine. And this is because when we did the Tavistock event at the town hall, uh, the landlord and landlady, Joe and Trevor Huckle, came along to it because the whole community were invited. And they felt challenged, what can we do as a pub, a public house, to serve the community? So they made their, they made their pub a dementia-friendly pub. I'm sure there are others that are dementia-friendly. They have a drop-in for the elderly who are feeling lonely. They have a knit and natter club, knitting and chatting type club. And the local police officer, Kevin Williams, asked them, there's a big problem in Tavistock with drugs, young people taking drugs, can we use your pub as a drop-in to help parents who are, who are struggling with their kids who are taking drugs? that is at the Weatherspoon pub we're now having a conversation with the CEO of Weatherspoons to see whether we can do that in other Weatherspoon pubs and maybe have pub angels or pub pastors to go in and and to sit and chat to people in the pub that's an over the wall because if we keep the blessing of God in here we won't it won't grow we have to give it away and the more you give it away the more you're going to receive because God wants to give away and the more we give away even to the point of thinking, I've got nothing left. Guess what? That's when the Lord gives you an even double blessing, a double portion So we we have another example, we were at Widness a couple of weeks ago, and a rock conversation, and we invite the whole community. And at the end of the night, the CEO of the regional manager of McDonald's for the whole of the north of England, guess what, he was there. He was called Frank. I remember that name, because my husband's called Frank. And he came up to me and he went, I want a conversation with you. So I'm like, oh right, do I get a free burgers? (laughs) Um, And he said, yeah, we've got an issue of loneliness going on in, in all the lonely people. A lot of the lonely people go to McDonald's. I didn't know this. Because some of them can't afford to keep the heating on in the house. So they're going during the day to McDonald's because the coffee's quite cheap and they're sitting there for three or four hours because they want someone to talk to. I'm thinking, I think the church should be involved in this kind of thing because God has put the lonely in families but if they haven't got a family, we have to become the family. So I'm having a meeting with the CEO of uh, McDonald's for the Northwest of England next week to talk about, can we train up mentors to go into McDonald's and, and be these people that embody this over the wall blessing? We don't give it away, we're gonna lose it. And I know you all agree with this because you're all doing it, keep doing it. Keep going over the wall with the blessing. And then the last one is um, the, promise, the promised blessing. And it, it's the promised blessing because this is the blessing that J- Jacob prays over his fourth son, Judah. And it, again, as I said before, his spirit led this because his favourite was Joseph. Not supposed to have favourites, but Jacob, it's no secret that Joseph was his favourite. Always was his favourite. And here... The greater blessing, the great blessing goes to Joseph. He's going to be a fruitful vine. He's going over the wall. Jacob prays over Judah, the promised blessing. Because from the line of Judah, if you trace it along to the New Testament, you will see that Jesus Christ comes from the line of Judah. The line of Judah, way back in Genesis chapter 49, The prayers are prayed over Judah. The blessing is released over Judah. And Judah, it says, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. What does that remind you of? The lion of Judah. You will return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he pounces and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he who it belongs to, Jesus Christ, comes and the obedience of the Lord of the, of the nation shall be his. The line of Judah, the line of Judah from which we have received Christ. And as I said before, because of Christ, the doors are flung open and we all receive a blessing. Now, Genesis 49 is not very fair, as life is not fair, and some of the sons get a favourable report and prediction of their future, and sadly some of the sons, uh, because of their lifestyle choices, um, almost um, have become cursed by their own choice, by their own. Reuben has has, um, committed incest, he is guilty of sexual infidelity and our our actions in this life have consequences. Simeon and Levi um, lose their temper and go around murdering people, they're they're murderers and these things that we do, these decisions that we make have consequences but the good news is that we are not under the old covenant anymore because what happens in Exodus 20 we read that the sins of the fathers have visited on the children because the way that you behave as a father or as a mother or as a grandfather grandmother or as a a responsible adult how many of you know it has effect on the younger ones that are around you it has an effect on them family traits are formed because sometimes bad ones because We behave like our parents. And we come to behave. And we can even find ourselves making the same mistakes as they made. Because the sins are visited. And these tribes are going to uh, receive in this prophetic oracle, Reuben. In, if you read, read through the, the future of the tribe of Reuben, they never inherited the land and they, they, they never had the blessing that God originally intended for them. And, you know, I look at my life and praise God that he's broken me free from some of the things that could have become patterns in my life due to what I've seen of others around me we can receive freedom right now today today because of the cross we don't have to suffer from these generational sins and I don't want to be heavy with you but you know you'd rather be blessed wouldn't you that right now we can receive the promised blessing I will make you great I will make you fruitful those you bless will be blessed I'll bless you Says the Lord, and we don't. We can. We don't have to be like Issachar either. He was, he he was lying down all the time, and the commentary said he was probably quite lazy. That's well, not really a sin, but you know, he was. He was. He, he didn't have any drive. He was basically lazy, and what that did was then he missed out on opportunities. He missed the opportunities that he could have had. He didn't have the full blessing, because. He was always lying down. You know, we can miss things because of our traits, because of our character. Character's so important in the Bible. So think about how that can be applied to you. There's unexpected blessings to male and female, young, old, middle children, everyone. Nobody's excluded everyone's invited, everyone's welcome. It doesn't matter about your past, it doesn't matter about your present, it doesn't matter what your father did, what your forefathers did, it doesn't matter what, even if some of those things were negative, it doesn't matter if you were told at school you're not gonna amount for anything. It doesn't matter if you've made a mistake or if you've really committed a serious sin because the thief on the cross was told, this day you will be with me in paradise. If he was being crucified on a cross, he must have done something pretty bad. This day, he was probably a murderer, like the guys, two of Jacob's sons, Simeon and Levi. This day, you're going to be with me in paradise because there's nothing in your past, nothing in your present that can exclude you from the blessings of God. So I'm going to pray a blessing over us. Maybe the band come back up and I want to pray a blessing over us, reach out your hand, and then we'll just be open to what God has to say here this morning. See if we can release a few specific words over people and just, um, just receive what he has to say. The unexpected blessings. Thank you, Lord. There's some people in here that feel they're not good enough to receive a blessing today. I don't know why you feel that. But God has promise and blessing for you. And I, I just want to encourage you to not be conditioned by the things that have gone on in your past here. Because there aren't limits The blessing's gone over the wall. That's for you now. Or maybe you don't really believe that God's gonna bless you for reasons. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God, but Jesus said, I've come for you to be part of the vine. The vine that was previously Israel, everyone's in it now, all included. So release the blessing over Ivy Didsbury today. I just want to release you into the next phase of blessing. This is the year of hope. This is the year of hope. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.